Hey everybody, welcome back to a new episode of the Maddie Chimbra Podcast. My guest today is the very funny Mandy Martino. She may or may not be my girlfriend. You guys can watch and decide. Uh, that said, she has a very funny podcast herself called Misery Loves Mandy, as well as the Weirdly Obsessed Podcast, which comes out every week on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I believe I could be wrong, but guess what? You can check it out. You can follow her on all socials at Mandy Martino. We discuss AI, her cleavage, and going vegan. I don't know what sounds more exciting than those three, but guess what? We have more of them. Check it out. Please leave a comment, like, subscribe, and all that fun stuff. And enjoy this episode. Yay! Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Mmm. Ooh, that was like a good slug sound effect. I can mm. use that for one of my videos. <laughs> We're back on the juice. <clears throat> juice is Corona from a tall boy. Anyways, guys, welcome back to a new episode of the Maddie Chimber Podcast. My guest is the very funny, the beautiful, the hot Mandy oh my Martino. God. Hello, She's my hello. girlfriend. She's about to go out to a concert tonight. That's why she's dialed up and I look like a stay-at-home dad. <laughs> I look like a dad who's staying home with the kids while the mom goes out with her friend, and I'm a little worried about the cleavage, but we'll just uh, stay confident, right, guys? You feel good about yourself? Letting the puppies hang out, huh? Listen, my friend I'm going out with has giant knockers, and I can't be left behind. Well, you know what? Sometimes you accept the loss and fucking cover up. I'm not dating uh, no damn floozy. Anyways, it's fine. I don't care. <laughs> I just walk into the same concert in a skirt. <laughs> oh, two can play that game, huh? I'm like, you think this is going to work out? Yeah. And I'm like, I don't need it to. And all the guys are hitting on me. And I'm like, it is in West Hollywood. So who knows? That's a gay area of Los Angeles. But you are a big concert. You like concerts? I love concerts, but I stopped going ever since I decided, ever since I moved to LA and decided to follow my dreams. I haven't been to Europe. I haven't been to a concert. It's like everything you enjoy goes to the side. Sounds like a personal problem. <laughs> Europe? All right. I'm talking about seeing a band, not writing a movie. Um, uh, you yeah, I don't do I don't do concerts that much. I don't know. Back we used to go to like remember the lawn seats growing up. Oh, so much fun. That was the extent of concert going. It was like. The the band was almost not to hit you with a big word superfluous to the to Ooh, the night. You know what that means? That means it wasn't really the reason you were going. Yeah, it was just like a. It was not really. It's superfluous. It's not important. You don't have to say it twice. Yeah, well, that's that's <laughs> neither here nor ambidextrous. Anyways, um, yeah, the concerts back then were fun. That's when I. That's when I like concerts. I just my beef with concerts, and I don't know if you can agree, is. That, it never sounded like the song. And I've realized I like the radio version that I'm used to hearing better than like seeing the artist playing it. I think you're going to bad concerts. We just talked about it last night with Dave Matthews. Oh, where yeah. he's just jamming. And it's like, <laughs> hey, man, I get it. And as a per- as performers, I, I get it. You're going to come watch us. We're going to do what we want. Don't tell us what to do. But when he's jamming out for like 10, 15 minutes, like at some point I'm so drunk, I'm like, I don't even know what song he's playing anymore. <laughs> I think that's the song he plays when everyone should go to the bathroom. You think that's a per- intentional jam? Maybe. The P jam. The P jam. Well, 
lot of pee jams for you. <laughs> How did you even manage? Mandy Martino, everybody, has a small bladder. Um, yes, I Which it's funny that we, we use the word small. Like, how small are we talking? Like, if I have a normal bladder, are you like, like, if I'm a size 10, are you a size like one bladder? <laughs> I don't think it's the size of it, though. It's called an overactive bladder. Over. Okay, so you have a normal size bladder. The size is fine. <clears throat> its functionality is a little whack. Really? When was the first time you knew you had that? Um, when you thought it was a problem. I think... Take those two questions and combine them. I'm just not trying to the step over The moment that I really knew it was a problem was in high school when I peed my first boyfriend's bed. Oh, so it took you being in the bedroom? I mean, I always... I will answer some of these questions as a boyfriend who gets slightly jealous of the answer. <laughs> Like at no point in math class, you're like, I pissed eight times. You're like, yeah, I was in his bed. I'm like, whatever, slut. I I peed in high school my pants a few times, like laughing fully. Um, But I think the doctor visit came once the bedwetting began. And I remember being so uncomfortable. Like I couldn't tell the doctor that it was from drinking because I was underage. Oh. And I didn't want to like say like but oh you, but did you th- always did you think it was because of the the age or like the drinking i mean did you think it was because of that yeah i think it's the problem plus drinking right then it just took it to the next level that'd be tough to decipher i'd be like well, i guess i'm just drinking a lot and then see i figured <laughs> it was like a sober piss issue and yeah what oh no that was like always a thing and i was like i just pee a lot right. then that became like peeing the bed as a whole we got to go to the doctor Wow, the bed pissing. My dad and Ryan, like my dad and my brother, they always have to pee too. I think it runs in the family. That's weird. I know. (laughs) But they have penises. Thanks for watching, guys. We'll uh, (laughs) tune back in with somebody who can pee. Um, Yeah, I don't think, uh, I don't know anyone. I never met anyone with that. Um, It's interesting dating a girl who has an overactive bladder because you pick up on the signs of having a piss. (laughs) Like, I feel like we share a bladder. And that's something that I need to be, you know, uh, reciprocated on as it is a inconvenience for both of us. <laughs> you are very sweet about it. My biggest it. issue with girls, girls, like I know, I'm, uh, with uh, not issue, but is sometimes her remedy to feel better about having to pee is uh, shaking. And then I'm like, okay, well, do you, why don't you just go to the bathroom? She's like, I don't need to now. It's like, it's not really about how you feel having to piss. It's the fact that the car has been shaking for 10 minutes. <laughs> Well, you have to shake or the pee's going to come out. I know, but I want it to come out so you don't have to shake. That's like me being like, do you have to sneeze? And I'm like, I'm like, no, don't worry. I'll I'll get it away. And you're like, no, the the remedy is annoying. Yeah. But not in a bad way. If there was a bathroom, I would go. They have portable bathrooms called diapers. If you you just started wearing a diaper, I really wouldn't care. (laughs) I'm not even, I'm not, I'm so comfortable. I'm, I don't, if you were like, I'm pissing right now, I'd be like, all right, it's fine. Do you want quinoa or wild rice? Cause we're eating vegan. We'll get into that next. Oh, uh, well, maybe I should rock a diaper. You should. I don't give a fuck. You should come up. We've, we watch enough Shark Tank. You can come up with a, a diaper. That's like, we, like your joke. She has a funny joke about how the diaper makes her ass look fat. And you're like, that's a marketing thing. Well, I used to have a, the bladder joke used to be longer, but I feel like people, I think it works better shorter or like now it's like the rhythm of it. It's quicker to where long, like the old version of it kind of felt dragged out. But in the older version, I had a joke where I say, I'm going to create a product called fuck ups. 
I like the. I personally, she has about the fuck ups. I get that, but you're you're playing on the. It's a bad thing. I like that. It's make it's like trendy when your ass swells up and it's fat and juicy. <laughs> swells. And that's what. That's the funny part. It's but I I, yeah, I remember that joke where you're like you have the fuck up thing. I did the Shark Tank version of it the first time when we were at the city winery. Which one? In New York. I did the Shark Tank because someone in the audience yelled out. Because I know we both say Shark Tank in our in our sets. No, so. I don't do it anymore because you do it. <clears throat> <laughs> Eventually, our entire care. set's gonna be the same exact topics. I know you're choosing to have a joke, right? I peed in my boyfriend's mouth. Like my girlfriend peed in my mouth, <laughs> and everyone's like, <laughs> the most like not common thing. They're like, oh yeah, this sounds very familiar from the girl who was just on stage. I don't know. I think the ass, that would be, you know. I'm doing that part now, though. Adult diapers for women where the ass takes on most of the moisture and it makes it look bigger. <laughs> I think it is a great idea. That's a great idea. I don't know. All right. We're doing it. I tend to think, I, I mean, that's Mandy's idea, but I do also get good ideas. And you we, are an idea man. I honestly think I can be some form of an inventor. I just don't have the um, desire to go through with the whole copywriting process. Well, it just is a lot of effort, a lot of time, a lot of money. Yeah. It would really get in the way. One idea I had, one of my original ideas was to make, I used to like putting potato, people eat potato chips with their sandwich, right? It's a pretty <laughs> mm -hmm. common side dish. Is that a dish? <laughs> is that a dish? It's a side. It's a side, yeah. Not maybe. No dish. If it was on a dish, I'd be like, mm, this is kind of fancy. <laughs> it's a little too fancy for me. They go in bowls. Yeah. They're good in bowls. Um, but I was like, why don't they make... Uh, like potato chips for the sandwich to put on the sandwich. Yeah. And now it's like adding, cause like what I like in a sandwich is crunch and like from the lettuce and whatever else. But I was like, and then I'd put the chips on. I'm like, why don't they make chips that are bigger, a little thicker for the sandwich mm -hmm. itself? Like the size of like a tomato slice. Like as you know, cause they have, you've seen, we've seen those as we call them home wrecker potatoes in the store. It's like some fat <laughs> insert black dude meme here but some of them are so big you're like okay they can definitely make chips like this big yeah they can and then if you get a couple and you kind of stack them like you sell them like ruffles somebody's gonna steal this idea for sure <laughs> and then you put them on the sandwich that would be you know you can do interesting sandwich flavors too it's not mm -hmm. like you could do the barbecues etc like a chipotle mayo like it's kind of the sauce included in the chip right think of like any sort of boar's head sauce and now put that on the chip <laughs> dijon mustard that'd be good chips i think that'd be really good mm. yeah i mean i don't know but uh that, that'd be a good uh but anyways the 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 bladder stuff is uh it's fine though we got a we got a pretty good grip on it but we are trying to eat vegan though which is uh you know it's Mandy's idea. We watch a documentary. She's been pumping it. She's been kind of practicing it more. And then, I love meat. Let me just say that. Yeah, I love, she does, boys. I love meat. But I also like uh, not being sick. <laughs> yeah, you know, she has her, I mean, you have your motive. But I think what we've both, when, it, you know, obviously you were already sold, but what sold me. And I'm not like doing this like, I mean, I had a steak and cheese yesterday. I'm doing it as like. <laughs> I'm like a 70-30. 30 my weekend diet, which is whatever I want. And then the during the week, I'm like, whatever. If I'm gonna eat, I'm eating healthy already. I might as well eat that healthy. And it's fun, you know, give it a shot. But we watched that documentary on on Netflix. I don't even remember 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 how come it's, it's not like a dirt bike starting up. <laughs> 
Uh, it was the athletes one. It um, was, yeah, it was one of the. It wasn't the one with the people. They had like like twins. There it was wasn't like, what the health. Yeah, it wasn't what the health. But it was another one where. Oh yeah, it was about the uh, guy, the UFC fighter mm-hmm. who got uh, hurt, and then he wanted to recover faster. So he started looking into like vegan diets and everything like that. And then the rest was pretty like when did they when they hit you with like athletic and gym stuff and. I'm sold more than like these other ones where they're just like chickens are left in inhumane. I'm like, yes, I feel bad for the chickens, but can I lift more weights? Yes, like, what will make me stronger? What will make me stronger, live longer, shit nine times a day. <laughs> That's one of the side effects of being vegan is I told her today, I was like, I'm like a cow where shit is just falling out of me all day. Yeah, they don't say that on the documentary. She wears a diaper. I have a bucket around my waist. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the ironic thing about that documentary was that weekend was like um, the beginning of the year and I was like, all right, gonna get strong, gonna get in the best shape of my life. And that week I was like eating like bodybuilder food. I was like just anywhere because we were out of town, like any grocery store, just like plain chicken and vegetables, yep. meat and vegetables, meat and vegetables. Then we get to his mom's and we see that documentary on Netflix. So we put it on and I was like, perfect. It's going to be like a pro meat documentary. It's going to be like some paleo shit that's going to make me feel like. What was it called though? Do you have your phone? No. Look it up uh, while I tell the story. Yeah, yeah, do your story. Um, So I'm like, finally, like after wanting to do vegan and giving up because it's so hard, is um, I was like, here we go. A pro meat documentary on athletes. It was just (laughs) athletes. wanting to eat meat and i turn it on and we start watching it and it's another vegan documentary they all they all end up being vegan documentaries and i think there's a reason for it and all the books with like i don't know i'm still kind of embarrassed to say that i'm i'm doing a vegan diet it's just weird because it just feels bizarre i mean we can even see like Doing first off, I think it's called the Game Changers. Oh, that is it. Yeah, it is that. That's it. Um, I don't know, but the Game Changers. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. You, it seems very primitive still. Where there's like five ways to. I mean, it is hard. Like one of the biggest things is trying to get protein, which sounds kind of douchey, but you know, it didn't. It's not that hard though. It's just as it, hard. I mean, it's like hard. Where we're so. I mean, this is like the very nerdy portion of the thing, but. The vegan stuff, it's interesting because, like, when you do, if you do your macros, I mean, we can like to see what you should and shouldn't be eating. Like, more times than one, people try to do way more protein. Mm-hmm. And then, with because vegan protein's buried in like so many carbs, you're eating more carbs than you thought you would. But the good thing is, this documentary made us feel better about it. And now we're better than everyone else. <laughs> that's that's one of the things of eating vegan. You're mm-hmm. like, I'm not killing animals. Although, I. I mean, when I eat this shit, I feel very... During the week, though, I do. There's a guilt factor. I'm like, all right, I can't, you know, let's just be good. I mean, it's like any healthy diet during mm-hmm. the week. Gotta eat good. We have more energy, though. That's like the main thing you realize right away. I mean, the the energy... That was... Like, and I, typically, that's like one of like the fake things people say. Like, I hate when people like kind of buy into diets too quickly and they're like, oh my God, my energy's through the roof. <laughs> oh, it's through the roof. I always said when people stop eating fast, if they eat healthy for like a week, they're like, oh my God, McDonald's, that doesn't even taste good to me anymore. I'm like, yes, it does. It tastes good to every, don't, don't, don't. Uh, That's the person who posts only before pictures and you're like, I think you owe us a couple afters. 
<laughs> my mom said a really funny thing the other day. We were talking about how like she thinks milk is gross. Just like mm. drinking like a cup of milk. But she was like, but give me an ice cream and I'll fuck that shit That's up. A, it's inter- yeah, like milk. <laughs> I mean, I like all that shit. I mean, I had my little run in with calcium. Yeah, he's a big calcium boy. Well, what ha- I mean, going back to P- like when I did P90X and trying to eat really well and shit, I mean, that one really wants you to pump the protein like the first phase, as they call it. So your macros, for those of you who don't know, it's three things. It's carbs, fats, and proteins. And, and beer. And beer <laughs> and pussy. No. Um, and big old titties that better be covered up. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. But uh, it's carbs, fats, protein, and your daily diet is made up of a percentage of those. And typically you want the protein to be higher, the carbs to be higher, the fats to be lower for most of the diets. And then, um, you know, with the first phase of P90X, they want you to have 50% of your calories or, you know, from protein and then 30 from carbs and 20 from fat. So you're just crushing protein all day. And with that, I was like, oh, I got to eat more. I got to eat more protein in. So I would like drink milk here, have a string cheese here. My protein shake <laughs> had calcium, yogurt. I was fucking just destroying <laughs> cows. I was just sucking cows. Any hole, tits, fucking whatever. I guess it's all from the tits. But imagine just a cow that had to produce the amount of milk and creams I ate in one day. Oh. Uh. Oh. <laughs> but... um. And then on top of that, Mandy bought me a ice cream maker. So like, long story short, I was just like becoming just calcified. And then I had a, a kidney stone. Yep. I think we talked about this in the past where I had to get a camera shoved in my penis. It was on TMZ. It was a TMZ sponsored camera. Though. But um, anyways, yeah. So that was uh, that was the peanut vaccine. But yeah, now with the all the proteins are buried in carbs. So it's hard though. Cause like some of them have enough, some don't. So we're kind of doing a lot of like s- protein shakes. Yeah. We're figuring it out. It's definitely not easy. And we're about to go back to the gym. We were doing home workouts, which she was not a fan of. I liked working out with him. Yeah. I didn't really get that vibe. Um, <laughs> we were doing P90X at home. I mean, it was to over the holidays. I mean, she's an Equinox girl. I mean, uh, we have Royal gym royalty here. <laughs> I go to LA Fitness where we uh, just lift rocks. We have no, different rocks. LA Fitness is not made for girls. If I was a guy, I would go to a shitty gym. That's but not true. Yeah. There's plenty of women there. Without standards. Yeah, well, <laughs> unfortunately, you know. It's creepy when you go to a creepy gym as a girl. At Why Equinox, is it? I mean, it's it's just like a public gym. Your a, gym is just as creepy. No one you looks have, at you. You have, if anything... We have poor creeps. You have rich creeps, which lure girls in easier than the poor creeps. At least the gym that I go to, the girls are like, "Go fuck yourself." You're you're showering here three times a day. Like they have like a standard. All the girls at your gym see these rich pieces of shit, and then they're like, "Oh my god, that's a rich creep," which is way more dangerous than a poor one. Clip it. Mm, I've gone to that gym for yeah. 10 years, and I've never had one guy hit on me or make me feel uncomfortable. Yeah, well, you got your f- fucking headphones on too loud. I did the tour at LA Fitness, and my ass clinched. Your ass clinched? Yeah, when you clinch your ass and you're scared oh, someone's looking geez. at it. That's a... You tuck it in because you're nervous. Ooh. What's that noise you just made? Ooh. Ooh. Hey. <laughs> Man, it gets all telemundo on me. Hey. No, that's, this is one of the funniest parts about P90X. So there's this one part where you do toe lifts. 
Where? P90X. Toe lift? I mean, sorry, ca- uh, calf lift. Ca- toe raises. Oh, for you. like heel raises? Heel raises? I thought they're called calf raises. Like for your calves. What do they call them in Jesus the workout? Christ, why are we blanking right now? Like the one for your calves? Yeah. Yeah, calf raises. Yeah, calf raises. Yeah, toe, toes raising. Toe raises. You do calf raises, and the girl in the back starts moaning. Oh, yeah, that's funny. Part. And then what does he say? Well, you know, he's this guy's trying to run a damn fitness fucking <laughs> series, and it's the only time they're taping it, and this girl's like, uh uh-huh. And he's like, what is that, that noise bag? Was that a bird? <laughs> Which is him basically saying, shut up, you're ruining it. Mm-hmm. And then she keeps doing it. But I'm like, you know, maybe that's a plant. Maybe they did that on purpose. Uh, I don't know. You don't think they did? No. It's interesting doing like home workouts versus the gym because home workouts, you just become so familiarized with the people and the and the sayings because you watch like – it's not like you watch like w- the workout once. You watch it like 15 times. Doing that makes you feel like you're like trapped in a dungeon, like you were kidnapped and put in a dungeon and they're like, the only workout you can do is this workout forever. And you're that's like – That's such a bizarre – I mean th- that's an aggressive way to say it. That's what it feels like. And you're like, oh, man – I miss my gym. I wish I could do that again. But now I'm stuck in this dungeon with this old man telling me what to do this for every day. Um, okay. Don't you have an app you watch every day at the gym? It's oh, it's always different. It's you do this you do a different workout every single time. Well, you do your apps different where it's just like some fucking like girl video. doing a 30 second thing. Yeah. See, I like a little spy. I like a little personality. Tony Horn. I mean, I'll give Tony Horn a shout out all day. I mean, but I do. I I don't feel like the dungeon vibe. I just feel it's very monotonous. Yeah. You know, I can probably I can do P90X at this point without even watching it. I know every move <laughs> and every saying and arm circles. This guy, although the home workouts, like at least yours is very like they just show the workout and then they're good. But um. You know, P90X, you, you start to pick up on the fuck-ups, mm-hmm. which is, like, super annoying. There's a lot of little fuck-ups, which, like, now I'm, like, such an anal editor. <laughs> that should be on my description of, like, like comedic, comedian, anal editor. Like, I pick anal up... Anal editor. Anal editor. Pick up on these things. And I'm like, how does the editor not catch this? How do they not do multiple shoots? I mean, that's, like, maybe they just... I always think, I'm like, maybe their budget was just dog shit to shoot that. I feel like the later I mean, now, ones... now... I bet the new ones now are really good. Yeah. But, I mean... I mean, we were just watching a new stand-up special, and the angles were so bad. Mike Epps. Let's just say it was Mike Epps. There's, like, this, like, weird up, like, like angle where it, like, shot the stage... And it just looked so bad. And you're like, what are you doing? Wonder, well, I mean, then you see like these direct, but then it's like the directors fuck shit up too. I mean, I can't imagine. I mean, were you both, she edits her clips, I edit my clips. And you're like, to relinquish like, but then again with that, like, oh, let me finish my sentence. So like relinquish the creative side, I would fucking lose my mind because, you know, then you see like things like that where they just fuck it up. But then again, he doesn't. Do you really think he gives a shit like about? He's just like I don't. He probably watched it once. He's like, yeah, fine. I don't know. He got a check from Netflix. He's very successful. So I don't know if it matters at this point. But I feel like it didn't. If you were a newer comic, you'd be like the angles. (laughs) I mean, I think I'm always gonna be strict like that. I want things perfect. Well, you know. We have to be perfect for the algorithm. (laughs) Well, it's when it's something you can control that should have been another way. That it's like. Yeah. Just do it right. Well, what we learned is people are not that good at things. 
<laughs> we, on the other hand, are very good at stuff, and we don't get anything wrong. Never, nothing there wrong. There wasn't four takes because the volumes were potentially incorrect at the beginning of this. <laughs> Not at all. But um, yeah, the vegan stuff's good. I don't know. It's trying to do new things. Trying to we're trying to be good because when you go on the road, it's it's uh, it's a bit much. But we have a lot of shows coming up on the road, which I'm excited about. We were. It's interesting because I mean, I clearly talk about when we're on the road. Uh, I mean, Mandy's on the road with me every show, so it's like <laughs> when I talk about we were in Tampa. Or wherever we, you know, that we, she was with me for that. But this one we're doing in uh, um, a week and a half. We're going to be in Oklahoma. So mm-hmm. that'd be good. But we're with a, our friend, Katie Thurston. She's a, she was the Bachelorette, which I'm not, I don't watch The Bachelorette, but Mandy did get me watching The Bachelor. So I'm kind of fangirling. I'm not at all. Um, but Katie's great and she's bringing us. So now we get to see, you know, Mm-hmm. It's interesting, like opening for other people because you see what their fan base is like, and I think you're they're gonna like you a lot. I think they're gonna like you a lot too. You have a lot of female fans. I have female centric humor, which isn't particularly geared towards the female gender. I don't know. I think it is. I don't know. I think it'll be fine. I mean, at this day, it's so funny. Like when people, I mean, we do enough shows now. Like when we did Naples, like it was just fucking old. Like you learn what to say. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the thing. I would say the biggest thing in comedy is like. You know, when you first start, you want to be like cool to the your your age for the not even to be funny, but to just look cool. And then one day, you have a show where there's like fucking fifty to sixty year olds, and you're like, "Oh, comedy's about being funny for everybody." Yeah, a lot of people don't realize like outside of LA, it's different. It's very unglamorous. (laughs) It's just like flying somewhere. Doing a show, like, I mean, when we did DC together, we just flew there. You do this show, it's like disheveled, staying in these <laughs> hotels that just stink at, like, they're just shit. Yeah, but we get to do them together, so that's really fun. It is helpful. I mean, I've done shows on the road by myself, and it's like, it's almost like, what am I doing comedy for? <laughs> People don't realize, like, they think everything's so more glamorous. We always use the term, like, romanticize. Mm. I feel like, think people romanticize the shit out of things, and then you go do the thing, and you're like, I don't think that was I like I think the build up for something is more exciting than the thing it ever is. Yeah. Unless you underbuild it up. That was one of my biggest things to learn as a teenager. Like when like a holiday, like back in the years where like St. Patrick's Day or like holidays were like big events for you right. to go hang out with your friends. I would just romanticize the shit out of them. Yeah, it was super fun. I mean when you would go back or you were you were already living in Florida. When I was in, when I was a teenager. Oh, teenager! Right. What did you think I said? This is one of those episodes where I'm gonna look back and be like, "How did I not hear her say the right thing?" I have a problem with hearing or listening. Um, <laughs> when I was a teenager, I would romanticize everything, and I would always be let down. Yeah, it's like when you're. It's like when fucking. It's like when you know. Although Christmas always built lives up to the hype. Christmas does always live up to the hype. Christmas now, you're like, I always feel weird as an adult opening presents, but I don't give me that shit. Yeah, yeah I mean, you know, you could, we we I, I'm more excited to like when you get me presents, and I think vice versa because we kind of have a clue what each other wants. Nothing against what my family gets me, but I mean, I think uh, when you're around someone every day, you have more of an idea. It's fucking hard. I mean, nobody talks about how difficult it is to buy parents or you know parents or whoever presents. But um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Moving. F- <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I feel like a radio host on here. I'm like, anyways, uh, 
Caller 5, we're here with your <laughs> cruise ship tickets. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what to say anymore. Oh, it's already been 30 minutes. That's not bad. I hate talking about like holidays. I'm just like, ugh. We don't have to talk about holidays. Sometimes in podcasts, you're just like, why is it going down this road? <laughs> we can stop the holiday road right now. No, I don't know. Holiday road. I'm going to clip this part out. <laughs> I'm probably not going to, though. That's the best part. Because I just don't give a shit. Uh, <laughs> so what did you want to talk about next? Yeah, what did I want to talk about? I kind of wanted to just... Uh, I don't know. I feel like I was looking up like that AI stuff. Which, you know, do you have any opinions on AI? <laughs> just take over. I don't give a shit. Everyone just... Stop complaining. Yeah. It's gonna happen. The world is gonna go fucking ape shit and change and things are already changing. That's like the first car coming out and then then be like, but what about the horses? Just fucking A. Who cares? You know, back in the day, like with the whole horse thing. <laughs> I saw TikTok, which half my knowledge now is just me um watching TikToks. But <laughs> do you know why they call the ground floor the ground floor and not um like the first levels because back in the day like when horses were the main source of transportation there was so much shit on the street and like <laughs> disgusting crap they would have to raise the floor first floor off the ground well there's a ground floor and then the first floor i'm sorry it was called the ground there's a ground floor than the first floor is because of that reason where like there was so much shit and disgust like i mean people like everybody had a horse and it was just <laughs> shit everywhere now we have homeless people shitting everywhere there was, I mean, I just watched that news video about the homeless people fucking, I mean, homeless people are, I feel bad. I mean, we all feel bad, I, I, you know, and if anything with homeless people, I'm more annoyed at the city for not handling that. But anyways, going back. So yeah, when all the horses, you know, would shit and then the car came out and it just cleaned it all up. But that's now we're still stuck with ground floor, first floor, et cetera. I didn't know that. So people are always butthurt. But it's funny, like with that AI thing, it's like. With ChatGBT came out, which shout out to our friend Amir, who was the one to really kind of introduce us to it. And they're like, oh, look at ChatGBT. It's like a smart Google. I mean, I, I think that's probably a dumb term, but it's like, oh, it's like a smart Google. Yeah, I think if you look at AI more as the next version of things rather than it taking jobs. Right. Well, then it's like people were freaking out how it's like, oh, AI can like write things and blah, 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 which – it's funny because now there's that new one called Sora. Mm -hmm, that I've looks pretty cool. You, where basically you can do a prompt, you can write something, and you can like tell it to, you know, like person walking down the street and blah blah blah. You write this like descriptive prompt, and then that, now it like can make a one minute video for that. You're like, you do realize they're just fucking with us. We're like, oh, you were mad at the Google one. You're like, we have like fifty other things. Which it's like, I feel like why wouldn't people? Yeah, I get like the movie Terminator was like very like negative towards ai shit but i'm like why wouldn't you be excited towards all the crap it can maybe do i'm so excited about it i mean ai has helped me drastically with my podcast it edits how so it edits the full episode in one minute it gives me my descriptions my titles like i'm a one-man team over here she is and now i have my own assistant that i can actually afford yeah so um, sorry rich people if you're scared us poories over here need the help yeah 
We do, and we need AI's <laughs> help. I don't know. I just think it'd be neat to fucking you're like at some point. Why? Like, I'd rather have an AI doctor than a human being doctor. I know. I was telling you about like I don't know if those are actually true stories, but the stories about the doctor amputating the wrong limb. I mean, that's we're gonna look back at all this shit and be like, why on earth? Like I thought of it. Like first off, we're gonna be like, why on earth were we driving? Why on earth were we? Like yes, some doctors are super smart. I mean, I get it, but it's like, it's why airlines are so successful. Like as far as like they say, flying is the safest means of transportation, and it's strictly because like you know once they get all the technology figured out, and the the most dangerous part of flying, and I'm not trying to like scare people, is taking off and landing because there's human error. It has nothing to do with the plane and blah, blah, blah. So we're going to look back the same way and be like doctors, like surgeons and all this shit and be like, what the fuck were we doing? Like, yeah. I mean, it's not that like we had a choice, but download our bodies, let the shit figure it out and then fucking, you know. Would you do the upload thing where your body would upload in like a digital world? Yeah, what? but don't you have to like die for that time? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, uh, particularly, no, I think I'm trying to just chill in this one. Well, they have the version in the in the show upload, which you haven't <laughs> seen. It's so good where it only it only happens once you're killed oh. or dead. How does that happen then? I mean, who's going to fucking vet it like that? Like, it's really you. What if they just made some fake shit? Like, I'm mad. I'm blah, blah. And the grandkids like, I don't know who he was when he was young. <laughs> and then it's just a fake thing. It's just selling. I think you stay the age that you died. That sounds terrible. Yeah, that's messed up. So now there's just 80-year-old computer people walking around? I mean, I don't think just 80-year-olds die. Yeah, I don't know. Sadly. Well, okay. What I'm saying is like, yeah, I don't know. I guess. But shit like that, that's the weird shit that I don't buy into. But I mean, as far as everything else, I'm like, go the fuck ahead. Take jobs. I go, if you're not, you know, all these writers. I mean, I the fucking strike out here for how long? And then... You're like, you damn well know they're going to fucking fire writers and let them hire shit. I mean, listen up. If I had a writing job or the jobs that mattered, I'm sure I'd be on the other side. Yeah. But I don't. Yeah. So for now, I'm on let technology grow and see what happens. Because I mean, there's no point in trying to stop it because it's not going to get stopped. No. And let that th- let that sink in, everybody. <laughs> you can't control it. It's going to happen. And... Uh, what do you think the next AI thing to come out would be, though? So we have ChatGBT. Mm-hmm. I don't care about all like the the digital. Sh- I mean, half the like the thing that you have. I don't even know what that would be categorized in. And then we have text to video. But like, what would the next one do you think be? Hmm. I mean, what is something that we do all of the time that we could use help with? I, it's kind of mind blowing. Everyone that's come out so far, you're like, oh wow. I, didn't, I, I mean, I guess we could assumed it was going to be text, and then they could make a video off it, but also. Because it really was ChatGPT, and then mm-hmm. the Photoshop thing came out where you can like oh, chat. Oh yeah, up, which that even's all fucked up. The fingers are always like yeah. There's mm-hmm. always like seven fingers, which you know is not going to be a huge deal to fix. But I guess like, and then the text to video. I'm like, maybe it'd be voice to video. I don't fucking know. I don't. I really don't know. We were talking about this earlier about innovators that you have to think like seven steps ahead. I know. The Innovator's Way. I watched a YouTube video about a book you should read. I mean, at that point, that's my relationship with books now where I just have people. I'm not even reading Spark Notes. I'm having somebody who else reads it tell me like a one-minute synopsis. I'm like, (laughs) 
<laughs> well, when I I've re- read the book, <laughs> when I read a book, the takeaway is like a few things like Atomic Habits loved the book. Yeah. The one thing I remember, the only <sighs> thing I remember is habit stacking. Yeah. Out I mean, of that, the whole book. That's good to know, because I think other people I mean, the one thing I remember from that is you have to pretend like you can't just change your behavior. You have to become the new behavior, which is. Not like you're changing your, you know, you're going from Bruce Wayne to Batman, but like you're, <laughs> you know, like you're, you just got to become it and all that stuff. But yeah, that book, but um, the AI shit, I guess the one thing, oh yeah, the innovators way. I mean, that's, yeah, you got to, I'm sure they're, at some point the AI is going to come up with the next shit, which is kind of crazy. It's funny, like AI conversations now just sound like stoners like 10 years ago being like, <laughs> the computers, and we're all like speculating what's going to happen. Yeah, maybe stoners will have more of a prediction because they've already thought this. I don't know. We walked by a medman that was that was out of business, so maybe the stoners are going in reverse. Maybe. I was uh, shocked to see that. That is pretty bizarre. That <laughs> was like one of the first weed stores that opened, and it was like the apple of weed stores. It was just like beautifully laid out and fancy, and like it was like a tourist attraction. Yeah, now it's a fucking... Now it's a scene from Terminator because <laughs> the robots took over. But I don't know. I think one thing, I was talking to Amir um, about it, and I was like, dude, at this point, I go, my, mark my words, I go, with how things are going, like right now, we watch shows that somebody else created and filmed and all this stuff, right? And I think down the road, like, you'll, oh, like, and then people came out with YouTube videos, so like these like secondary people are creating all their shit. And we watch that now, right? You know, mm-hmm. we went from like watching TV and then YouTube came out and now we're watching like random shit. And then social media, like TikTok yeah, and stuff, so it's like even not, shorter. It's even more, and it's more like customized where I'm like, you, we watch some, like people watch my video or like, you know, your videos are, we're not like qualified. It's not that we're not qualified, but I guess what I'm getting at is like, I was talking to Mir, I'm like, dude, it's going to get to the point where like you're going to go right into this like AI thing and be like, Make a comedy series that's like a romantic comedy with two people, and you're gonna give like a briefing, and then it's gonna create a season of TV for you. Yeah, it's gonna get. And then you're like, oh, you're, and then we're sharing our shows with each other. That's how great. I, I bet it gets that. I think so. And then actors and writers are gonna be fucked. It seems very um, industry centric. All the AI stuff. They haven't really. Yeah, they. You're like, where's all the ones that aren't like just visual entertainment things? Yeah, with more things that could help, like, someone that works in 9 to 5. Maybe they just don't tell them about it. I mean, like, look at fucking... Is Tesla AI? I don't even know. I don't know. Tesla's... I don't know. Tesla's own startup in the fucking cold, which is hilarious. But I still like that. I would get a Tesla. Yeah, me too, but I'd be... I would have to be rich to have a nice car out here, because it's going to get banged up, and you have to have the money to not lose your mind. I mean, we saw the Tesla, what, yesterday with... Or two days ago. Woo! I'm excited. Um, <laughs> we saw the Tesla two days ago with fucking like all the windows broken. You're like, Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. A lot of- definitely, the city definitely makes you not cherish things that are being exposed to the fucking psychos that are all around you. Yeah. That's a city, though. It's just crazy. But it's like a crazy people fucking it's like a big uh one of those like moth traps where they have the light it's all of us <laughs> and the light is fame and i don't know well, when, last time we flew into la we saw like how gridlocked this city is like zero grass when you're flying over and then i was thinking about it i'm like 
not that many people are here for Hollywood. Yeah, a lot are, but so many people live in LA, Hollywood aside. Well, I mean, yeah, you're definitely right. But I'm curious to know what actual number of people moved out here for that reason. Mm, you know? I think that people that don't make it scurry on home. I think that's right. It is weird to think, like, especially in comedy, or like, it's not, you don't feel like this in your like, like having a normal job, but like, because you see your coworkers every day, and then one day he's like, "I'm quitting this shit," and you're like, "Oh fuck," and then he leaves, and you kind of have this like little departure, like a farewell thing, whether it's them happy or not. But like in entertainment, like you don't really like. We talked about somebody last night driving. We're like, where the fuck is that kid? Yeah. You kind of, it's like, they just like go missing. Mm-hmm. And you're just not like missing, like, like for real, but like, you're like, I haven't seen that person in forever. And then you go like, look at their Instagram and they like moved. Or, the real estate I mean, agent. Even the fucking kid <laughs> who does the podcast who moved to like Tennessee. We talked about mm-hmm. him. Like shit like that. I'm like, oh, he moved to where? And you're like, that's insane. You just assume everyone's still in LA just doing their thing. I mean, that's all entertainment is. It's assu- it's assumptions. I mean, the, uh, outside of like us creating things and trying to be funny and shit, half their day is us assuming that people are enjoying this, posting content easily. I mean, we're always assuming. So, yeah. It's... But, but my therapist said, don't compare yourself to other people, which is pretty basic. Uh... <laughs> wow. And I'm like, did what? you just think of that? Knowledge. <laughs> Uh, do you know Buddha came from a rich family? The fat fucking religious guy? I've never heard anyone c- explain Buddha as the fat religious guy. But I mean, that's what you're talking about? Yeah, the fat ri- religious guy. a rich guy. family? When I think rich back then, I'm like, I mean... Well, it just like... What, you saying don't compare yourself to others is like... I think one of my biggest downfalls when I first moved out here... First moved out here plus 10 years later... Um, is like you would compare yourself to people with money because like they wouldn't have to work right. and they would just be pursuing their dreams in the time extra time that they get, which there's no excuse. It's good for anyone. But then you think of like the Buddha, like <laughs> Jesus. I think your first example is just going back thousands of years. <laughs> I'm just saying this has been a thing for a long time that the people that get famous didn't have to wait tables. Like the Buddha wasn't serving I up did, tea. Uh, you always say that. I don't think it. I mean, yes, I think some people had an easier ride, but I don't think that always like I don't think that makes if anything, those people who like have famous parents, I really think. They make it because, yeah, they did get a couple opportunities, but they're also still like getting some of the genetics of whatever talent is in there. Like, I don't think, but like, we see rich people who fuck. I mean, look at that goddamn billboard we saw the other day of some rich girl who clearly bought a billboard and said, I'm the funniest part. Like, some dumb, hacky thing. And she, you're like, I'm not saying it always. It's definitely not a guarantee. Right. I'm saying that was my first insecurity when I f- moved out here for a while. Oh, that like people were going to be. Well, especially when I went to the Groundlings and did an improv because most yeah. of those people didn't work. Well, that's insane. That, I mean, that's crazy that people are like even like seeing the place out here where like rent is like four grand. You're like someone's filling those buildings up and you see like kids, like even our building. I'm like, I hold our building to a higher regard and then you see like these like 20 year olds i'm like who the fuck's paying your rent <laughs> maybe they are i mean maybe i'm just being biased but i was like 
What about a struggling children in this city? Yeah, bring the struggling children. Yeah, I want to see kids that live together. <laughs> Back in my day, we had roommates. Back in my day, there was a person that rented out your living room. Yeah, and he slept on a chair. <laughs> um, I wanted to think of like a fucking a segment, but I can't think of it. What would be a funny segment? I had one written down. It was called Whoops. And I was like, I don't want to do one that's homework related. Where Right now, at least. Because I said, Mandy, this is like, a, we, we discussed this episode today. And then she came on. And I don't want to do that. But then I was like, I wanted to rank something. What would be Whoops? Would be... Whoops would be a moment where you fucked up and you wanted to talk. Like you did something and you fucked up and you just wanted to talk about it. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Like, what was the last time you did something? You're like, oh, fuck, I fucked up. Whoops. I don't even know one for myself. I guess that's why I'm like, uh, I don't know. It's not a bad one. I think um, one of my biggest whoops, um, which Chappelle told me to make this into a joke, and I don't think I could because I think it was too traumatic, was that when I first moved to Orlando, I didn't get into colleges because I didn't apply because I didn't have the GPA for it because high school was fun. Yeah. And um, so I moved to Orlando to go to the community college and I moved into a house of strangers that I didn't like. They were nice. They just weren't my style of friends, you know? And uh, I hated it. I hated the community college. I hated the house I was living in and I got wasted, like blackout drunk. And I like ran to my ex-boyfriend's house barefoot across a field and then had the, then they drove that my roommates got called and they drove me back. I woke up with my feet covered in blood. I still have scars on my feet from that night. I called my mom and I said, I'm ready to come back home. And she came, they picked me up while everyone was out of the house. Like the roommates were gone. They got a U-Haul. We shoved my shit in and we just went back. Did you ever tell them you're leaving? I don't know. I mean, think you I, had to have. No, I never talked to them again. Why did you? Why did you run on that? Was blood made it cut? I was up. barefoot through a field. Oh, so it's just like you're I stepping ran, on rocks and shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. That was a big whoops. Yeah, that's a fucking. That's a pretty big whoops. We've talked about this before, though. How like you're leaving home for the first time is like so hard. I mean, it's very hard. When I moved to L.A. I mean, they don't. Re- you think it's like this, like glamorous thing. You're like, yeah, it's fun. I was excited, but you're like, I'm literally leaving all my friends. I don't know. I mean, I knew like one person through people, but you're like, I experienced levels of boredom I didn't even know were real. <laughs> Where you're just like, I mean, like, which it's kind of funny. Almost you kind of experienced this during COVID because we couldn't do anything. But I'm like going to get like a red box back in the day, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and like going to get a red box was like. I was like, this is so fun. I would go to like Buffalo Wild Wings to watch TV by myself. Because I didn't have like, back then like Netflix wasn't a thing yet. Mm -hmm. That sounds very old. But like Netflix wasn't a thing. And yeah, it's weird. I was like, I wasn't depressed by any means. But I remember like, you see all your friends doing shit back home. And there's like, then you're just out here. And then I was in grad school too. I was like, oh, this sucks. I don't mean though. I was more talking about when you first leave your home. That was kind of the first. I mean, oh, I thought for, you went to Boston. Uh, I feel like the kid on Love is Special yawning the whole day. Um, yeah, he's really having fun. Uh, oh, Boston was different. I mean, I I went home like the first week. It was it was like two hours away. <laughs> I didn't feel it there. 
because I was kind of excited. It wasn't until I moved out here where I really kind of felt like you're really on the outside looking in. See, mine was the opposite. Like I wasn't, I was only three hours away from the first place I moved, but I wasn't ready yet. Like I didn't want to leave home. (laughs) And then LA, I was like, see ya. Yeah. Well, I'm glad your feet are good. I want to see your scars. I know. That Let's was, show the people your scars. No, that okay. was bad. Wow. That was a big whoops. So how long were you were living there for before that happened? I don't know. Maybe I made it like six months. Wow. Then I went home, got my AA, and then actually went back to UCF, and I made it into the university and uh, lived there here. again. And now she lives here, folks, and she's leaving me tonight. <laughs> I'm going to run through a field to find you tonight. Aww. Just bloody. No. A field in LA. We were walking today and I was like, I just like look at like the dirt. Like you just see shrapnel and garbage and trash. And I'm like, you always see people like picking gum off the ground. It like, you know, like when they live in like the middle of the country, like I'm going to eat gum off the ground. I'm like, I think about shit in like LA where like you see someone walking barefoot. You're like, that is so fucking disgusting to do here. We saw the dollar bill on the floor the other day and we didn't pick it up. Yeah. We were like, don't even touch it. Don't touch that. It's not worth a dollar to get AIDS (laughs) or whatever (laughs) they have. But um, do you want to plug anything? I mean, I don't even know how to do this. I never have guests, guys. So I'm kind of freaking out. Yeah. You can um, check out my podcast. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Of course. She's the podcast queen. I've got two podcasts, Misery Loves Mandy, where I talk to different comedians every week about miserable moments that they made into jokes. And then my other podcast is called Weirdly Obsessed with my friend Lisa Wallen. And we talk about weird obsessions. So you've got options. You've Got Mail is also a good show. <laughs> That's a movie. Hey. Oh, it's a good, well, it's an AI show that I'm making right now. All right, guys. Thanks for watching. Like, subscribe, click um, the follow Mandy button, and enjoy your night. <laughs>